The people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. They start to quicken up now. They travel towards the 400-metre mark and Arwanichi ran to the lead. Shigeru Mahogany's on the inside. They're followed by Ladue to the outside. Valente's about to get a split. Arwanichi, a length in front. Valente, the outside. And Ladude, it's Arwanichi, Valente. Arwanichi and Valente. They settle down to fight it out. Arwanichi and Valente, they hit the line. Tight go. Valente's had a dive at Arwanichi right on the line and made it very interesting. Native B's in a photo with Ladude, then Fab's Cowboy. Valente downing Arwanichi and Ladude in the Emerald Battle of the Bush qualifier on the weekend at Pioneer Park as we welcome you to Bushbeat for another week on Radio Tab, rounding up all of the country news. And we are very deep into all of the heats, the qualifiers for the 2021 Battle of the Bush series. We had the uh, Home Hill qualifier on the weekend go to American Genius for the Burdekin Race Club. We'll look back at that program. Also news coming out of Aramac where the John Dollinger Memorial Outback Racing Showcase heat was taken out by Sizzlating, continuing on his winning way. Big, day, big days at the track as well for Jason Babarovic at Mount Isa with a treble and Masarabe at Atherton with a treble and the Wandoan Cup going to Miss Bullets. We've got lots of news to get through on the show today and as always helping us out with our news on Bushbeat is Rob Luck. Good morning, Rob. Yeah, good morning, Tony. Um, another fine day out in Longreach as we battle through the man cold or man flu that we all love to get <laughs> once a year. As long as I don't start coughing and sneezing during the show, Tony, we're going to be right this oh, morning. I'm glad that you've managed to crawl off your deathbed and be able to join us this morning, uh, <laughs> suffering from a, uh, a big bout of man flu. Don't worry, I've, I, I still have to do half days at the shop to uh, try and recover <laughs> to be able to head to Brisbane on Thursday to meet our new uh, granddaughter that Leanne's already had the privilege of meeting. So I have to be in fighting form. But, uh, oh, Tony, uh, what, what great uh, depth we're getting in the Battle of the Bush final coming up uh, with Valenti with that strong win over Awanichi at Emerald by the barest of margins and, of course, American genius. One of these ones on the way up. Uh, these horses not yet through to open company but certainly uh, got its hoof on the till so as to speak and I'm really looking forward to the depth of this final coming up um, as we welcome Scotty Power to the show again and uh, Scott great call great uh, finish and it lived up to the hype Valenti and Arwanichi fighting out the finish in the Battle of the Bush qualifier thanks Robbie good morning to you good morning Tony good morning everyone it certainly was a terrific battle wasn't it uh, that was how the betting suggested that that was how we always thought it may pan out um, Awanichi, of course, the query was a 1,200, but uh, Nathan Thomas rated it to a nicety, but Ash Butler was able to get Valente into the clear. I did an interview with Ash after the race, and he, he just said that Awanichi skipped around the bend and just left him a little bit flat-footed, which we may have, you know, we, we would have well and truly known because Valente's used to racing over a lot further than that. But, gee, I like the way he knuckled down that last little bit. And I think the 26th of June, that 12 metres at Eagle Farm, is going to suit Valente right down to the ground. Congratulations to the Herman family and also to Nick Walsh, who's taken over the trainership of uh, Valente. And he's done a great job in the couple of weeks that he's had him down there. And he's a nice type, Robbie. I had never seen the horse in flesh, but I had a little good look at him on Saturday and he, he had a nice little blow after the race. And you know, congratulations to all concerned. Arwanichi was gallant in defeat, uh, as I said, ridden by Nathan Thomas for Raymond Williams. And Ladue battle on well to hold on to third spot ahead of Native B. But I think we may see Arwanichi still manage to try and win one of these heats because we've got Thangul on the 12th of June. And I think that's where he could be heading. Yeah, look, um, Belenti, Scott, we've seen him a lot out here, obviously, in the Central West. He's based in Winton when Ray Herman was training him. 
And he's such a versatile horse. He has this ability to be fresh enough in sprint races to sit right on the pace or just off them and come with a barnstorming rain. He just keeps coming through the line, yet he can extend out. I think he'll extend out to 2,000 metres, this horse, eventually. He's second dam's a New Zealand Oaks winner. And he's another one of this sizzling breed doing so well. Look, I was just, I was rapt that he got up. It was disappointing for Arwanichi because, uh, you know, it was a great ride, as you said, and he's in tremendous form. But I, I was pretty confident when I saw Ashley Butler come off, uh, I think it was uh, three wins out of uh, Mackay on the day before. So he's in great riding form. Um, but uh, Balenti. That, as you say, that 1,200 metres at Eagle Farm, it's probably more you need the horse that can run 13, 1,400, don't you? Exactly, Robbie. And I think that's, you know, it's a good ploy what they did to come into the heat um, and, you know, qualify. Um, and now they've got their sights set on that 26th of June. You know, in saying that, they, they would have had um, some Cups races in line as well, you know, with the Northern Cups uh, coming up. Uh, but we'll just uh, play it by ear now, I think, mate, because... I think that 115,000 to the winner is going to look nice, isn't it, on Pat's Tiara Day? Oh, definitely. And considering it was his first run since second in the Tree of Knowledge to Sicillating, where he carried the grandstand and took off 800 metres from home, it's a good training effort with Nick Walsh. And, of course, I know Nick uh, probably doesn't take the credit for it coming off the Ray Herman uh, stable preparations that Belenti's had. And it's such a good result for Clary Herman, who, who uh, had an unfortunate accident not long ago. He's recovered well, though. Uh, they'll be, yeah, maybe setting their sights, uh, obviously, on the final, but also maybe the uh, the Provincial Cups. And who knows? Uh, could he be the one, Scott, that uh, takes the sprint final and then goes for the country cups down the track? Mate, I, I dare say that that could be on the cards. And, you know, judging if everything stays OK with the horse, um, it's well within his sights, mate. Fellas, I know we're going to talk more about the uh, the uh, home hill leg on the weekend taken out by American Genius. But just highlighting that, what an effort by the Billy Johnson stable now to have two into the final. Exactly, Tone. Of course, um, I spoke to Billy on the weekend. He had the trek up to Hewenden with American Genius before that heat to get his fifth run in. So the horse, he was a bit concerned that the horse may have been a little bit weary with the amount of travel that he did do the last few weeks. But Hit Snooze had a big lead, didn't he, in that heat up there at um, Home Hill. And American Genius came to the outside and gave chase and just grabbed it right on the line, Hit Snooze, with Manila Miss riding up in third spot. But as you said, Fab's Cowboy and American Genius... Uh, representing the Bevan Johnson stable. Here's the call of the Home Hill Heat, courtesy of our friends at On The Bit Racing Australia with Laurie Wode. Hitch News is starting to hit a wall, though, and here comes American Genius. Hitch News in front, American Genius and Manila Miss. Hitch News just in front. American Genius is coming at him late. They hit the line. Oh, American Genius, I reckon, a nose and a great go. Maybe American Genius just in front of Hit Snooze. Manila Miss rattled home for third. Robin, I guess that's the, the, the big thing, isn't it? The close finishes that we had on the weekend, it just uh, highlights how even some of these uh, these fields are. Yeah, definitely, particularly the first couple of place getters. The class is there. I mean, Hit, Snow, hit Snooze uh, for Georgie Holt, unfortunate for Georgie's team there, and Bonnie Thompson uh, went down narrowly uh, to Fab's Cowboy, of course, at Charters Towers after establishing that break similar to Home Hill. Uh, but Tony and uh, Scott, the one thing I do know with American Genius, when he won at Bar Calden going back a few starts now, three starts back, uh, Billy said after the race, wait till this horse gets to 1,200 metres, which I found a little bit interesting. Out of his 17 attempts at the distance, this is his first win, but he's had six minor placings. So obviously Billy thinks he's really got the strength to be going through the line, uh, and he showed that up there. So 
Again, this is his seventh win, and so he is an open company galloper out of 50 starts, but he's had 16 minor placings. So it's good to see him get this winning form, and he adds that dimension, Scotty, of, of being the up-and-comer coming through. And remember also, Mason's chance travelled everywhere to get into the final and eventually won, I think, the last heat at Barcaldine and then went on and won the final. Could this be a similar pattern? I think you could be right there, Robbie, because I know that Billy will back off the the tempo with him now and, and will freshen the horse up, no doubt, over the next couple of weeks. But he will probably have one more run uh, before the final. So, you know, good luck to him. Uh, the connections, they're great supporters of racing and there's a good syndicate of owners there with American Genius. Now, one thing, <clears throat> leaving the Battle of the Bush for the moment then, because we've also be talking later on about the Outback Showcase series where Sicilating and the other sizzling breed, when Balenti wins, Sicilating tends to win and vice versa, so great to see. But when you're looking through the Emerald program, Scotty, and I'm going to feature this morning when we're looking through the other race programs, we've got a depth of talent coming through with young apprentices and we had some new riders on the weekend that I know that you uh, experienced seeing young Talia Fenlon out there at Emerald. But what an effort by, let's call them our evergreen jockeys, the most experienced guys. And a lot of these guys are jockeys who, if you like, they do all the hard yards. They often pick up the lesser rides. But I was really pleased to see through the weekend that you got the Jeffrey Felixes, the Masayuki Arby's, um, and you get the, you know, the Ashley Butler who came off Mackay where he had uh, a treble on the Friday uh, for Freddie Smith on Cash Car, for Tim Cook with Dr. Nay and Clinton Taylor with the Egyptian. Um, these guys that are the established rank of jockeys are really standing up and being counted for, if you like, with their competitive spirit. But what a great environment for these young jockeys that we're seeing the Anna Bacoses coming through, the Angela Jones. Now we have Talia Fen- Fenlon and, of course, uh, Ellie Beek. Uh, what a great experience they have to have this depth of experience around them that we saw coming through also at Emerald on the weekend when you look at the rest of your results. Exactly, Robbie. It's uh, great mentoring you know, that can take place there. Um, you've got Alicia Donnelly. She resumed riding and, and, um, at Home Hill, apprentice to Timmy Cook also. So good to see a couple of apprentices in Rocky and I got the uh, privilege to see Talia Finland in action for the first time at Emerald and... Um, in the first, uh, she ran a very good second. It was won by Moving Day, ridden by Dan McGilvray, uh, raced by the Rogers family of Roma, trained by Scotty Rogers, defeated Sahara Sally for Talia Fenlon and Johnny O'Singh. And uh, she gave the family a great sight, Talia, because Sahara Sally only went down by a half length and to Sayak for Brooke Richardson winding up in third spot. But no, a good win to Moving Day, uh, opened its maiden status. And I just thought, I smelled a rat when I seen it. It, did, it was a former Victorian. I spoke to Scotty Rogers. He said the horse hasn't been working very well at all in the sand over there at Roma, but onto the turf track first up and gets the money. Good placement by Scotty Rogers. Good to see him with another good winner in the stable. Exactly, mate. That took us to the second, mate, and that was a Studio 62 Benchmark 50. That was over 1,100 metres. And all made of uh, just... Uh, she's been a little bit, little bit, um, you know, plays up and, and in, in the barrier stores, had the barrier blanket on and Glenda Bell's done a great job with this mare by All-American and Ellie Big rated it an absolute treat. She got it back in the field and, and we know, Robbie, this mare showed a lot of speed when last in work and won a maiden by a big space, but sat off the speed, came to the outside when they straightened up and just held off the, the Largo edition for Ash Butler and uh, Michael Evans and winding up in third spot was Viking Clap for Nathan Thomas and Raymond Williams. But no, it was good to see all Nader back in the winner's stall. 
Yeah, certainly uh, that one, Scotty, certainly put the writing on the wall at Bar Calden uh, with a good second. Uh, it said, back me next start when you saw it run there, and uh, it's got up and Bob with that good win. So that was the first leg of the double for Ellie Beak, um, formerly Ellie Smith, and uh, she's riding in great form also. Uh, we've gone through the third event, the Battle of the Bush, and that was the first leg of the double for Ash Butler. He, he teamed up with Zoe Hone in the next on roughing it um, and was able to dictate terms and held them off. And it was too good for them. The favourite defeated RJC for Talia Fenlon. Another good run for Freddie Smith, her master. And third was taken on a chance for Dakota Graham and Devin Johnson. But uh, good to see Ruffin it. Put three on the bounce now. And that wrapped up the second leg of the double for Ash Butler. Emerald Cup was a feature win for Johnny Mansman and uh, Ali Beacon. Lovely to see Ali also uh, mentoring um, Talia as well with the social media posts. I, I saw uh, a lot of support given there uh, for another young jockey coming through. Exactly, mate. And uh, they've been close friends uh, right throughout their, their life. They rode a pony club and also camp drafting. So the horsemanship is there. And, it, you know, Talia's um, obviously going to have some great mentoring with Ellie and Great to see Ellie team up with the Manzeman camp in Sharanda because Sharanda was actually part of the photo ceremonies at the, the wedding for Ellie and Jesse Beak only a few weeks back. And, and she won the Townsville Cup on him last year. And to see them team up and win the Emerald Cup, sat off the speed. And, and uh, both uh, Sharanda and Bromes, they paired off the last 150. And they had a great duel with Sharanda, the class telling, and too good for Bromes, which was a good run first up for Nathan Thomas and Shannon Richards, and side trip for Brooke Richardson and Evan Johnson wound up in third spot. But it finished off a great day's racing there at Pioneer Park. A good crowd was in attendance, and as I said, the, the feature was the Battle of the Bush qualifier uh, taken out by Belente, and then the supporting feature, the Emerald Service Centre Emerald Cup taken out by Sharanda, and that was the second leg of the double for LEB. I was going to ask you about the crowd, Scott, just because I know that Emerald 100 Day that uh, we're always at is always a massive crowd for the Emerald Jockey Club. Most clubs, their cup meeting is their biggest day of the year, uh, but for Emerald, it's the Emerald 100. But uh, now that we're starting to come out the other side of COVID, the, the crowds are starting to boost their way back up again, and by the sounds of things, it was a great day there at Pioneer Park. It was, it was terrific, Tony, because there was a 70th birthday celebration, there was a wedding celebration, a 30th celebration and a 21st celebration. Wow. So all the parties that they had involved had tents. And uh, to see that crowd, it was just great to see, particularly with what, what we went through last year. Um, you know, no crowds have been able to, to get out and support the racing and, and to actually have that social activity. But, yeah, no, they're well and truly wanting to get out and enjoy themselves now, mate. It was great to see. Fantastic. And finally, Scotty, uh, any closer to your rank order with Battle of the Bush? I know we're a fair way out yet, but uh, you're starting to get uh, a field and a, a nomination in your mind for the final. Yeah, you know, we're up to the 10, 10 heats are there now, Robbie, so we've got a field of 10. We've got Gundawindi this weekend along with Bariba and also Klong Curry, so we'll be up to 13. Um, you know, Belente's got to be right up there with the main chances. Um, I've got a big opinion of Tango Rain. Um, never ride off Raiden, mate. Um, you know, he's just a class galloper, Raiden. I think he's going around in Townsville this this week as well up there. But um, for the moment, um, I think Valente. Um, and, and then we'll just have to see what comes out of these last six heats, mate. But, you know, on, his, on the strength of that win on the weekend, I, I just think Eagle Farm and 1,200, you know, as you mentioned, um, you've got to have a good 1,400. If they set a bit of a tempo there over the 1,200, I think he'd be watching for him late. And he'd be too strong, I think, mate. Yeah, so Belente at the moment just over Tango Rain. Which way are you leaning, Rob, at this stage? 
Oh, well, Belenti's always been my star performer out here, both northwest and central west, I have to mention, because he was uh, based in Winton. Look, um, Raiden, I'm not sure about Raiden sometimes at the 1,200 metres mark, but after watching Media Vita at Aramac win so convincingly second up, and he was quite soundly beaten by Fully Max first up, don't be surprised Fully Max has uh, a good run in this. He's uh, primed to uh, get the right preparation, and he's come through this preparation so far injury-free. But, uh, yeah, to me at this point, I think uh, Balenti on top and a real watch on fully maxed. As Scott said, off to Cloncurry, Gundawindi and Mariba this weekend. The following weekend, uh, two legs, Gainder and Bar Calden, and the last leg to be run at Thangool on the 12th of June before we then head to Eagle Farm for the final on Tats Day on June 26. So getting at the, uh, the interesting stage and the pointy end of it all now, fellas. Certainly is, Tone, and you know I, I can't wait because I actually um, got a week off to, to head down and enjoy the social activity down there that weekend, mate. So um, I'll be there, and uh, also there's a game of footy on the Sunday, mate. <laughs> yeah, did, did you do the rosters this time, Scotty? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, had, had a little bit of leave on, mate, so I just thought I'd take it. Yeah, I heard there was a big game on at Suncorp Stadium that weekend. There's some blokes from across the border that are coming up to play the uh, the Maroons, <laughs> apparently. So yeah, it's probably worth heading to town that weekend. But but I look forward to catching up with you down there, mate. That weekend, it's um you know a great atmosphere, uh, just to be you know socialising with uh, all the country people down there for that final on Patch the Arrow Day. Very much so. Good on you, Scott. Thanks for joining us this morning. Hey, thanks, boys. Good morning, everyone. The winners, the people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat. I want to be a Jeep. He's got a three-length lead. There might be some urgency coming into the race shortly as it travels strongly to the home turn. Sicillating is moving around the outside. Zillator in there and Jarhead coming in to join them and back along the rails, Van Winkle, Hot Chocolate and Ferry Me Home. Has he got any legs left? I want to be a Jeep. Past the 200 metres mark. Now Sicillating producing in the centre. Alicia Ross goes for Sicillating. It goes up to challenge. I want to be a Jeep. I want to be a Jeep fighting hard. Sicillating motoring home over the top. Three quarters of the length. I want to be a Jeep. What a great win, Sicillating. Third jarhead. Then we go back to... Zillator. It was a double on the day at Aramac for Alicia Ross and Todd Austin and, and Rob Sizzlating taking out the John Dolger Memorial Outback Racing Showcase heat. Great to be able to see uh, Sizzlating there taking out that, but also a lovely touch to have uh, John honoured with a race at Aramac. Oh, the John Dollinger inaugural Memorial Outback Racing Showcase heat, yes, with COVID last year wiping out that meeting. They had a wonderful turn-up and a wonderful unveiling um, of a statue, a sculptured statue that will stand in John Dollinger Drive. They've renamed the entrance, the road into the track as John Dollinger uh, Drive. And uh, it's very fitting for this horse to win this race, I think, uh, for Toddy Austin and Alicia Ross there because... Look, Alicia was a little bit worried, she mentioned in the post-race interview, Tony, and, and this is the thing. Morgan Butler had a plan in mind with I Want to Be a Jeep. It's got some natural speed, and it is the sort of track when you're coming into that home turn, even though it's 300 metres, you bounce off that corner, and if you've got momentum up, you're pretty hard to run down, and it was being evident in earlier races on the day. And Morgan went out with that plan, and he, he got two lengths, he got three lengths, and I think at one stage he was close to four lengths in front. And Alicia was getting a little bit urgent on Sicillating, but this horse, he knows how to win. He's a four-year-old by Sizzling. He's had eight wins from 21, and all of them have been since he came to Todd Austin. And she just sat down and pushed him hard from about 175 out. 
And look, I want to be a Jeep. There's still a couple of lengths in front, but the way he went through the line, he's gone through three-quarters of the length in front of a gallant I want to be a Jeep and Jarhead. And Pam Carolyn, she just, she's always down under the caller's box every time when this horse wins. And, and right from the word go, she thought she had a good horse, and he certainly is. And look, when you see Balenti win and he, he win, there's such a good rivalry goes on. I know Sicilating got the win in the Tree of Knowledge Cup. Uh, but it's great to see these two country performers going so well. Um, and a great ride, Alicia Ross. I, I was talking about these young jockeys going so well, and she produced a very good double on the day. Um, because Media Vita, that I mentioned briefly with Scotty, also trained by Todd Austin in the open handicap, she just sat it beautifully off the pace, and Angels of Fenway and better than gold. They were going hard, and Angels of Fenway battled on well, only a length behind with Boingo, an ever-consistent third. But this Denman eight-year-old Media Vita, uh, third to fully maxed at Longreach in that Battle of the Bush Heat, 10 from 46. He'll head to the Bar Calden Battle of the Bush Heat, I would believe. And you start getting this quality of runner coming through. We've got a butte final coming up on the 26th of June. So great doubles there for Toddy Austin and Alicia Ross. But talking about these experienced uh, guys being out there, you know, David Rewald produced a cutest winner in Tandin, first up for the stable, a three-year-old by Better Than Ready, having its first run since November. And it led all the way over, so impressive, and Mazzy Whisper. Then you've got young Ben Moffat re-developing re, uh, his career out here in the Central West for Ross Meek and done it, uh, done it again. This galloper's in form. Two wins in a second, his last four. And he got up over Boom Fire and Reconnaissance. And, uh, yeah, Ben Moffat starting to produce the winners regularly. And Johnny Rudd ran a brilliant race on Amadeo in the last. This horse, you have to let him roll when he wants to go forward. And John didn't mind doing that. 800 from home went four wide, whereas Grey Falcon was 15 lengths off them. And uh, Amabel was weaving her way along the rails through the pack as they entered the straight. Uh, it was a nose decision in the end. And Amadeo, after being four wide, uh, was able to get the verdict over Grey Falcon, who was also gallant and pitchy-pitchy in third. There was only two lengths, or less than two lengths, covering the first four. Uh, but a great result coming out of that uh, meeting at Aramac, and they did a tremendous job. The club, uh, Llewellyn Hannay, the secretary, uh, had the team organised. They were all dressed, decked out in special uniforms for the day, and the memorial service uh, or the um, and the unveiling of a monument for John Dollinger was a highlight also of the day, Tony. I saw some photos of that on uh, Facebook. It's a great sculpture. Well done to uh, everyone that was involved in getting that together to be able to do something. It's not easy to be able to get a lifelike look of a horse and jockey all sculpted out of uh, different scraps of metal and whatnot and then have it all painted up in, in racing colours and everything like that. Uh, it's going to stand the test of time and the weather as well being out in the elements. It's a fantastic uh, memorial to John. Yeah, I did hear somewhere the amount of meterage of barbed wire that was in it, but I just can't recall the exact quantity, but there's a massive amount went into that. And, uh, yeah, it was good. And, and they have the uh, the stone uh, monument also just near the winning post in the in the or near the enclosure also on track. And lovely that the Barcaldon Regional Council renamed the, uh, the drive-in, mm. the road-in, as the John Dollinger Drive. And that statue will stand at the entrance. Uh, to that for time, forever time to come. Uh, updated tally, the progressive points for the 2021 Outback Racing Showcase. I've updated my tally because can I say that the RQ one hasn't been updated yet. Uh, <laughs> Sizzleating with two wins, now leaps to the front with 20 points uh, and leads Spanish Hurricane on 16. I want to beat a Jeep, uh, goes up to 15. Then Argento Perlo on 14, Jarhead on 12. 
Loud Enough and Van Winkle on 10 apiece. Three legs to come this weekend, Tambo. 5th of June at Mount Isa and the last leg, 12th of June at Longridge. Tony, I mentioned at the top of the show uh, just how important not only our young apprentices are, but just how important our established evergreen experience, whatever word you want to describe these guys that, and girls that go around. And, and, and they travel every week. They pick up the rides every week. Uh, and across the board, when I look through the result, when you particularly go through Atherton, Mount Isa, Home Hill, what a great achievement for in Atherton, Masayuki Abi. Uh, coming up, and I'm pretty sure I saw on the social media sites that this was his first treble. Uh, I mean, he rides every week. He doesn't always get the best rides, but he kicked it off in the best possible way with figure to two-year-old Roth say for Roy Chalemi. Took the cutest money. All the cutest money went off with Bikey Chicken, Princess Glee in second and third. Then he backs it up with a win with Shalee de Villa with Nada Shah. This one started as favourite. It's a helmet. It's a, not a bad horse, this fellow. He's, he's getting a good record, five from 35, first up since October. Defeat, defeated the stablemate, uh, Mr. Magnificent, and Van Gaal into third place. And then he got the race to race to uh, double, to complete the, uh, the treble for the day with Volpez for Dean Piccolo. Fox Wedge, four-year-old gelding, in the money at its last three, defeating Regal Hart and Amelia's Rainbow. And it almost set the trend, it seemed, for the weekend uh, when you get these fellows doing this because mixed in amongst that were the two apprentice girls who are riding well, Rachel Shred with the win on Cadence, the Your Song, defeating La Furosio and Hand of Faith. And, of course, that was a Janelle Ryan-trained winner. And Emily Cass taking the final event on the program, High Advice for Glenn Porter, defeating Galaxy Ghost and... Um, and statement piece, and that was having its fourth run for the stable. So Mazza set the tone, if you like, because then you're headed to Mount Isa, and you've got Jason Babarovich doing the same with three wins up there. Now, Jason, we have all know Jason's history. He was a champion apprentice in his earlier days in Brisbane. He's also a uh, trainer jockey now as well, and it was great to see that one of his wins, which was Safty, was the one he trained as well. It's a Moshe seven-year-old, took the benchmark 70 over Try and Runamuck and Craigley Altona, and a pretty close finish, less than two lengths covering that. But earlier in the day, he had scored, well, his treble came in successive races because the, uh, the first part, his double, started with Arking Hart, Justin Borden, the six-year-old by all too hard. He loves to track this fellow. Three wins in two seconds from five, defeated Danks Haven and Come Alive. And Beat My Dragon for Kerry Crow was the next winner for him, defeating Crazy Suspect in War Review. And it's just so good to see people like Jason Mazza and Jeff Felix, I'll talk about shortly, who regularly, and I know Jason being a lighter weight jockey, often picks up mounts that maybe aren't the best in the field and he's willing to ride. He comes down to uh, Longreach and he travels and great to see him get these wins up there in Mount Isa. Um, and wrapped around those wins, of course, were the comeback jockey Jason Hoopert continuing in good form with King Landon for Stephen Royce. Three wins out of its last four. Loves getting up in distance, this horse. Defeated Almighty Gold and Dixie Rouge, and that's not a bad form line there, but it was a clear-cut margin of 6.5. And then, of course, the combination of Rick McMahon and George Tipping continued on their merry way with Cato. Statue of Liberty, four-year-old won its only two runs for the stable. Now this horse defeated Cacto Blastus and Nitro City. So Jason and Mazza, uh, they really set the scene. And then we went to Home Hill, and guess what? 
The man that loves travelling, I've never seen a bloke, Tony, even in the middle of winter, he'll be travelling into the races. Jeffrey Felix we're talking about. We've had him on the show before. I just love his attire when he's going to and from the races. He's always, he's always with the shirt off, no matter what climate he's in. And Jeff took this treble uh, up there uh, with the day that Alicia Donald had its first race riding experience. And uh, Jeffrey kicked home the treble on the day. Uh, and, of course, part of that win was the Battle of the Bush with American Genius for Billy Johnson. And uh, his other winners, of course, then came earlier in the day with Hibachi Miss. Now, Ray uh, Tapiolas, I'm pretty sure they had a decent little plunge on this because the odds might have been a bit longer than $12 at one point from what I'm hearing. And good on you, Ray. You've got a good winner there. And, hey, look at this, another sizzling, a five-year-old mare by sizzling, two from four at the track, defeated Struman and Trapassi. Uh, but Jeffrey had kicked that one home. Uh, he combined, of course, as I said, with Billy Johnson, with American Genius, and that was race to race. Joanna Hassett with Sea Biscuit, the uh, aptly named or interestingly named Drumbeats, uh, that was third up, third win in 29 starts, defeating She's Maganda and uh, Salentis into third place. The other winners on the day there, Denisha Smith with uh, Troy Clive with Metallica, uh, that winner there over Keeley Sun and Marvellous Heart. And then we also had a win there for... Here's a good win. This is the main event on the program, apart from the other feature event compared to the Battle of the Bush. The Carlton United Breweries, Burdekin Cup, Benchmark 70 Handicap over 1830. Um, and this race, Rebel Lake for Ricky Gudge and Scott Sheargold, a dissident four-year-old gelding. Now, this was a good win because it's a rating 55, came off... Two seconds at Townsville at its last two. And the race was a benchmark 70. So it got in as and $2.40 favourite. So it likes this distance, defeated Jimmy with a dash and verbaliser into third place. But uh, great to see Jeff Felix. Uh, I know everyone has a, has a, a top opinion of uh, Jeff. He gives every horse a chance. And uh, congratulations there to Jeff, Jason and Mazza for those trebles that they produced on the days out of those three meetings, Tony. You're right, Rob. There was a bit of a theme to that on the weekend, and especially when you break down the stats. Uh, Mazza at Atherton, five rides for three wins and two-thirds. Jason at Mount Isa, five rides for three wins, a second and a fifth. Throw into the mix on Tuesday last week at Cairns. Chris Whiteley flew in for two rides, picked up two rides, four rides for four wins uh, was Chris Whiteley's day at the office on Tuesday. You throw into the mix there as well on Saturday. Ty Wheeler at Nanango at their first tab meeting and didn't Nanango look a treat on Sky 2 on the weekend. Uh, Ty had four, uh, six rides, four wins, a fifth and a last, just to remind him what racing's all about. <laughs> And Ash Butler with a treble on Friday at uh, at Mackay was backed up by his double on Saturday at Emerald. Uh, and not forgetting also, uh, we can throw into the mix, Ryan Wiggins had a double there at the Mackay program on uh, on Friday as well, just to acknowledge that. But, yeah, looking back at some of those stats, I love seeing those sort of ones. I mean, you can't get better than, than Whiteley at uh, Cairns. Four rides, four wins, including two pickups, if you don't mind. But four from six for Ty Wheeler at Nanango and three from five for both Jason and Massa at uh, Mount Isa and Atherton, respectively. Yeah, I was having a look at that Nanango one, and Ty Wheeler's, you know, I mean, he's an apprentice still, and he started off with a real boom. Um, he's still a three-kilo claim at the um, the tab meeting there, the country tab meeting. But it's great to see because um, Ty started off with a boom, then went a bit quiet, had a few winners, but he's really bounced back with those four winners that you mentioned uh, Curry Connection. He also had a win called, with Magic in Me. He had a win uh, on Montmont. And he had a further win on uh, Ringo's Magic, another drum beats that won over the weekend. But 
I had to I had to chuckle at the name of the first winner, Tony. Uh, Cops in the Donut Shop. Yeah. For Laurie Curtin and Hannah Phillips. Actually, the Hannah's bookend of the program, Hannah Richardson with Craig Liaria. But what a what an interesting name out of strategic. I'm not sure how it came about, but maybe they watch a lot of TV show with the cops in the donut shop. But yeah, congratulations to Connections. I know it's a very much an American typecast of having cops in the donut shop, and it's a line out of the... Uh uh, Bangles song, Walk Like an Egyptian, uh, with all the cops down the donut shop. So I don't know if there's a connection to that uh, by Strategic out of Freyosh. Um, but, yeah, it was, it's, it's like I want to be a Jeep. It's just one of those ones that catches your yep. your uh, attention. And uh, I think there'll be a f- more than a few punters will be having a, a dollar or two on those ones when they turn up at a country meeting. One of those cult-following horses. And, and as we've been talking about the uh, the jockeys, and as, as I've said from the beginning, uh, great to see the depth of apprentices we're getting, but also great to see these uh, experienced evergreen jockeys getting their results as well across the board. You start looking at the premiership, and, oh, boy, Tony, this jockey's premiership is starting to really tighten up. But Alicia Ross, she still manages uh, to keep a slender lead at this point. Yeah, 33 wins at this stage uh, out of 137 rides puts her on a strike rate of 24.1%. Just ahead of Anna Bacos, 29 wins from 120 rides and a strike rate of 24.2. Anna Richardson then on 28. Dan Ballard and Angela Jones have a share of fourth on 27. And then behind them, Dan McGilvray, 26. Bonnie Thompson, 22. And further back to those on 21 rides, uh, 21 wins so far, including uh, Maddie Gray, Emily Cass and Shannon Steffen. And the trainers tally, Tanya Parry with 34 and a half, still leads Billy Johnson on 29. Todd Austin then on 27 with that double on the weekend. John Mansell on 21. David Rewald on 20 comes up into the top five. Charlie DeVilla on 18 and then back to uh, David Reynolds on 17. Craig Smith and Wayne Baker with his double on the weekend on 16. And Glenda Bell also on 16. And just finally from me out of Warwick, uh, one of the provincial meetings, and uh, we mentioned young Jasmine Cornish last week. Well, good to see she got another winner for Ben Robertson on Mighty Moose. But good on you, Nathan, for Sackley. This young fellow, he used to come out here and ride regularly in the Central West in the early days of the apprenticeship, and he picked up the win with Sir Piccolo for Ken Jones at $26. And then I noticed on the Saturday night it was at Toowoomba. He also picked up a, another win. I'm pretty sure in the past week or so I saw the name Nathan for Sackley with a double. So good on you, Nathan. You did your time out here in the bush and uh, you're starting to uh, reap the re- rewards as another one of those uh, apprentices, I imagine, Tony, finding it's, it can be easy in the early days, but it's only hard work that gets you through at the uh, at the end of your apprenticeship time. Yeah, Jasmine Cornish with another win at the Nanango Tab program on Saturday for Dad Greg on Rocky Nugget in the 0-65 uh, to 65 handicap. So it's great to see these ones coming through. And as you said, Rob, a bit of a theme on the weekend. Some of our more experienced and evergreen jockeys mix it in there with some of the, the new brigade coming through. And great to see them celebrating the results. None better than Jeffrey Felix. I love following the social media posts that he puts up uh, following these wins. Uh, top character on the uh, on the country tracks, don't he? We've still got more of Bushmead to come. We've got a Wando and Cup report coming up with Brett Moody. But this weekend, Rob, following on from the tab meetings today at Rockhampton and Thursday at Townsville. Don't forget we've got a Bundaberg tab program on Thursday as well. Mackay with their Northern Jewel Amid- and Amateurs Cup meeting coming up on Saturday is also tab covered. The non-tab meetings Saturday include the Battle of the Bush qualifiers at Cloncurry, Gundawindi and Mariba. The Outback Racing Showcase takes us to Tambo. It's Tambo Cup Day. They're also racing Gladstone on Saturday. And then a tab program Sunday will be the Lockyer Race Club at Gatton. 
And we'll hear from uh, Brett Moody with Juan Doan. And uh, again, great results coming out for Anna Bacos in this meeting and Shannon Stefan both getting doubles. But if you've got great stories coming through or highlights you'd like mentioned, just email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au and we'll be back uh, next week. Tony, looking forward to reporting on Bushbeat as always. Good on you, Rob. Have a great week. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, listeners. Getting back to the grassroots of racing, this is Bushbeat. The cup winner is in the first three. It could be in the first one because Miss Belletti wobbled around the turn, but she's nicely clear over Billy the Kid. Merrily is whacking away. Miss Belletti is nicely clear inside the 150, and she's got the cup one. Billy the Kid's trying hard, but he can't do any better. And Miss Belletti is too good for them. The one Doan Cup is well, What do they say about uh, Mayor's in form? Miss Belletti uh, taking out the one Doan Cup there on Saturday. As I say good morning to you all. Brett Moody reporting in from the Wandaran Diggers Race Club's uh, Cup Race Day, which was uh, rescheduled from uh, March after being washed out. And the uh, club going ahead with the meeting, just wanting to get on the board, so to speak, after uh, being uh, losing the meeting in 2019 due to drought, last year due to COVID, and, of course, the uh, March meeting uh, due to wet weather. So it was their first meeting since 2018. They knew they would run at a loss. It was only a small crowd there and um, only relatively small fields, but there was some good racing and highlighted by uh, this man, Miss Bullitz, who has now three wins and a second from a four start since uh, joining the uh, David Reynolds stable, uh, owned by uh, the uh, chief uh, foreman in, for woman in uh, Megan Purvis, and uh, she really has been a revelation. And that, uh, more significantly, is her fifth non-tab run. So she will now be eligible for the Battle of the Bush, and no doubt uh, David will be eyeing that off, certainly at the 1,200-metre distance of Saturday, which is her pet distance. Uh, Shannon Stephan, the uh, uh, young jockey uh, for the stable, uh, the apprentice, so she uh, uh, took out the cup. She's having a great season as well. I think she's number five now on the um, country apprentices uh, title list, so she's not too far off the lead, making a claim she had a winning double with Miss Blitz, and they also took out uh, the uh, maiden plate over a 1,000 metres with prompt reply. This is a horse that came up from Victoria. It's been backed a couple of times at the provincial races, including a couple of starts at Dolby, but hasn't uh, lived up to expectations. They tinkered with the gear, most notably putting the blinkers on and a prompt reply was able to sit off the speed and prove too good for the uh, favourite and uh, two-year-old filly from uh, Rockhampton in uh, Love You Linda for Adrian Coombe, a DEFCON filly. She did pick up the cutest added stakes there by running uh, second, so it made the trip worthwhile, but prompt reply proving too good in the uh, closest finish of the day there. So winning double to Dave Reynolds and Shannon Stephan. Also a winning double for Anna Bacos and Wayne Baker. They had to be content with second in the cup uh, with Billy the Kid, but they took out the first two races with Four Love, uh, who is a four-year-old mare by Magic Million winner, unencumbered out of a half-sister to the Group 3 winner, Shanghai Warrior. Uh, she'd been a model of consistency, placed all three runs since uh, coming to Queensland for Wayne Baker. And she thoroughly deserved a victory leading throughout there, holding off uh, the Rockhampton mayor in Elegant Zeus to uh, take out the Colin Ann Hickel, Hickey Memorial uh, Benchmark 65 over the 900. And the second leg of the double was in the Benchmark 45 over 900 for Difficult, who was coming off track record uh, winnings 
performance at Charleville over the 800 metres a week earlier and uh, she gave nothing else a chance and uh, she has certainly uh, been a revelation now that uh, Wayne Baker has worked her out. Of course, this is the filly that started in last year's Blue Diamond and led to about the 600 metre mark. Uh, and uh, she has been uh, well-named as being difficult, but uh, she goes around early, she goes in first, and uh, that seems to be the key to her. Uh, and again, she gave nothing else of the chance of winning margin of over three lengths there uh, for her. So uh, she'll continue on her winning way. She finished last campaign with uh, two wins from the last three, and now she's two from two this campaign. And the other winner on the day was uh, for Jeff Strader and... Uh, Leanne McCoy with Aklovic taking out the benchmark 45 over 1,200, sitting off the speed and approving two strong breaking runabouts for him. And uh, it was a good win. So that's a look back at the meeting at Wandowan on Saturday. Off to again the Windy for the Battle of the Bush meeting this Saturday. And we'll report on that next week. But that's all I have for this week. Good morning, all. Thank you, Brett, and thank you to Brett Moody, Scott Power and Rob Luck for joining us this week on Bushbeat, rounding up all of the country news, as we always do. And good luck to the clubs racing this weekend, especially those competing in those three Battle of the Bush qualifiers this weekend at Cloncurry, Gundawindi and Mariba. Tambo Cup Day on Saturday, which is also part of the Outback Racing Showcase Series, as well as racing at Gladstone Saturday. We wish you all the best of luck, safe racing and enjoy the week. And we will catch you back next week on Bushbeat once again here on Radio Tab.